Hi listeners, I'm Ash. And I'm Z. And welcome back to Mistakes in the Making. So I know Ooh, that the last yeah. three episodes have been kind of lull and we've just been talking about general shit. So on today's episode, I really feel like we're back, by the way, Zara. Me too. Yeah. We're gonna just dissect this one phrase that we've been obsessed with for a while now, which is, I'd rather lose them than me. Yes. Well, I feel like the first thing that people think of when they hear the phrase, I'd rather lose them than me, is, oh, this has to do with the boyfriend. But I think it has to do with anybody, really, in your life. Somebody who really just leeches off of you and takes and takes and takes until there's really nothing of your soul or characteristics that's actually left. Mm -hmm. And I have definitely been in a situation where I had a friend who was just kind of needy and initially I was like oh this is pretty like fun it's fun to be needed you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah um yeah and and I was like kind of thrilled at the start and I'm like oh see they depend on me that's so sweet so cute um but then eventually it just started to like ruin my life and the mm. person was so fucking needy that like I would get very annoyed easily and I would have like anxiety about meeting the person and I was just getting like really frustrated and fed up and then it would impact the other relationships in my life because I was in such a bad mood constantly and eventually I realized that you know what no matter how good it feels to be needed and be like you know a hero to someone it's just not fucking worth it when it like takes a toll on your mental health so I had to like cut them out but it was Mm -hmm. still like a solid like six weeks of madness Yeah, and you know, I feel like this happens in stages and it takes a while before you realize what's happening. Because like Mm -hmm. at first you're like in like sync with that person, you know, they're like super, super close to you and it's all positive and great. But then slowly, like I feel like when you start letting things go, like their bad behavior or their like toxicness or them trying to take advantage of you, when you let those like few things go and say no it's okay like um it's just this one time they're really good friends so I get it it's fine and if that like cycle perpetuates then it's like you start losing pieces of yourself and then it takes a while to realize well I wanted to ask you have you ever been in a relationship where you had to pick yourselves over them um sort of yeah So I feel like when you're in that relationship and you're in the thick of it, like you don't really realize it like I didn't at the time. But when I felt like the relationship had to come to an end and when it was, I just realized that, you know, I I was sort of choosing them over me all the time when I know I'm the kind of person to always put myself first like I always say that Mm -hmm. but then I feel like in retrospect when like the cracks start showing and you really think about it in the most subtle things you realize that like why have I been doing this like you need to know your boundaries and have sort of like non-negotiable things that like you know you're not willing to compromise on at all and healthy boundaries make you feel stronger and I feel like each time you let your guard down in a way where it's like okay I will compromise on this and let you in onto this even though I don't want to it's like that's one piece going there like that's a red flag yeah also when you compromise on something 
no matter how small it might be, it's like a subtle indication to the person mm-hmm. that they can take more from you over time. And it can just be a bit wild. Like, sometimes I feel like you have to kind of compromise in a relationship, but when you love a person that much, it doesn't really feel like a compromise. Exactly. But when it's an unnecessary compromise, then it's like a bit just insane. You know what I mean? Like, um, so for instance... Like, okay, so with this person, if I wanted to go to a party, this person would sometimes be like, no, but like, I don't want you to go to the party. And I'd be like, oh, but I really want to. Mm. And then eventually I just like compromise and be like, okay, fine, I won't go just to like keep this person like company. And it was very annoying yeah, because it was like a subtle thing. It wasn't like, you know, it, it wasn't something like big. Like I could have easily gone and would have been fine. Yeah. It was just unnecessarily dumb. Yeah. Also, I'm thinking about it. Like, you know, sometimes when a person is like, no, let's hang out with my friends instead of your friends or like, oh, I really want to mm-hmm. see this movie so can we see it and we can see your movie next time but that next time doesn't come like small petty shit like that also just like adds up yeah to like this point where you're like i'm just doing what this person wants like what am i doing for myself you know and i think the most basic thing when it comes to this entire i'd rather lose them than me is learning Mm -hmm. first how to love yourself you know what i mean like it's it's yeah. so basic and while like, oh self-love like we say that shit all day but if you really think about it do you do shit for yourself that you would want someone who loves you to do you know like what if you were madly yeah. in love with yourself what would you do like for me now that's like okay i'm gonna put this face back today i'm gonna put my phone away i don't want to mm-hmm. talk to this friend i think that's just like where it mm-hmm. starts like those moments and like decisions of you picking yourself and being like, no, if I love myself, I wouldn't criticize my stretch marks. Like, even if it's a passing comment, like, oh, my stretch marks, I hate them today. Well, I just be like, mm-hmm. but if I love me, I have to love this. And then you sort of force yourself to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. And I know earlier you mentioned a really good point that essentially what people do when they kind of are manipulating you Mm -hmm. to really like you know just compromise on all your values is that trying to make you not put yourself first exactly yeah and I feel like you and I have actively worked on putting ourselves first like we literally went to a school where the motto was school first (laughs) house next self last so it was really fucking ingrained in us to put ourselves last I feel like that the issue with the school that we went to is that they would kind of like try and like strip us of our identity mm-hmm. in a way and really just like break us down and be like, look, you're like just a cog in the machine. Do your part. And they would really just like try and push away our individuality. So really in college, I developed the ability and the sense to be more independent and think for myself. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit more vulnerable to, you know, have people try and, like, use me because of, like, the upbringing that, like, school kind of had an influence on me. I kind of get that. So, like, if I compare this to a relationship, school was, like, the toxic relationship. And now that you're, like, (laughs) single and out of it, you should, like, be able to establish, like, a strong foundation here, you know? Like, enjoy that single life or whatever. 
And when I put it in like the really big grand scheme of things, the reason why school treated us the way they did is because we had like no rights and they like didn't trust us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why to some extent I didn't trust myself. So when I went to like college, I was like, oh my God, I can just like go to the bathroom whenever I want. <laughs> I don't need to raise my hand and ask for permission. This is amazing. Adults just trust me now. Oh my God, I am adult. Yeah, and I feel like that's the first time we've really gotten to know like who we are and what we want. Yeah. And I think like a healthy lifestyle has only started post that. Literally for everyone I know, all our friends, everyone was super unhealthy and toxic in school because of the environment. But the second we left, I'm not blaming it on school. I think it's Mm -hmm. just that like, Bombay bubble as well but the second we left we really got to know like who we are what our needs our values priorities and then there's no turning back you know like that's the best thing that can ever happen yeah well okay well here's my question to you Mm -hmm. do you think teenagers should not be trusted especially by schools (sighs) I feel like a little trust would go a long way I know like I've made so many mistakes as a teenager and I was so glad there were people that were older with much more experience looking out for me. Mm -hmm. But I know that that small amount of trust in, okay, you can do this. I think it's wrong. But if you do this and fall, I will be there. Works a lot better than like, I know best, you know nothing. So listen to me, you know. That I know best, you know nothing attitude is just kind of horrific. Very. And... Yeah, if you think about it, it kind of does nothing to build a kid's self-esteem. Oh, not at all. Yeah, Yeah. and also makes them vulnerable in terms of, like, trust issues, but also in terms of becoming an adult. Like, when you think about it, school is really, like, the foundation of becoming an adult, and it really is supposed to, like, educate you, but also instill you with really good values. But how Mm -hmm. can you be instilled with good values when you're just kind of being broken down and told to not trust yourself and that's why school is like the authoritarian figure in your life it is it is abuse in a way i mean there was also some physical abuse in our school but let's not talk about that (laughs) especially with the boys not with us also yeah one more thing as girls i feel like we need to stop like over accommodating or like over giving Mm -hmm. and i know like all of us say you know, we're like, oh, so woke, like we're going to break that toxic cycle. But at the end of the day, I'm seeing this with a lot of my friends and sometimes me also. I'll just like give things up to like accommodate people because it's like, you know, you're a woman, like that's what you do. Or unnecessarily (laughs) apologizing. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like literally I've noticed that I've started emails with I'm so sorry this is like late and when it's like two minutes late and I'm like a guy would never <laughs> apologize for this shit. Yeah and then like you start it's like you start seeing your own value by like seeking other people's approval. Mm-hmm. You know the fact that you're like oh if I'm like gonna apologize then they'll think oh that's so sweet and like she's so nice yeah. and like forgive me. But, like why do you need forgiveness in the first place? What did you do? Oh, yeah. Honestly, it just irks me. And it's one of these habits that I'm trying really hard to shake off Mm because it's just so fucked up. 
um but let's just go back to school for like a hot second since <laughs> we started talking about girls it just reminded me school really policed women's bodies so badly and like didn't police men's bodies mm-hmm. a 10 like even 10% as much like we had to have mm-hmm. our nails short we had to make sure our sash was high we had to have clips pins and a headband and rubber bands all in our hair we had to make sure we weren't wearing makeup we couldn't wear nail polish our nails had to be like very short to the extent where like now it's hard for me to grow out my nails kind of short <laughs> and like what did boys need they just needed to have a haircut that wasn't like you know shoulder length and they yeah. had to make sure that tie was proper that's it what what I feel like I somewhat agree I get that a lot of it was cuz like you have to look presentable mhm and I don't know that I guess for girls that somehow means something because guys don't wear nail polish or grow their hair long which is problematic in its own way. Yeah. Um but not only school bro I feel like it's just always been like that even outside. Like yeah. w- okay tell me what was like when was the first time that you were conscious of your body? Oh, I remember this. I was actually volunteering at an NGO and it was such a hot month, summer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, fuck, it, let me just wear shorts today." And then like literally like the NGO was like, "You can't be here." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" Really? How old were you? I was like 13. Mm. Yeah, and then I was just kind of like, "This is insane." And it wasn't even like I was walking with like people. <laughs> it was like animals, yeah. I completely got that like my first time I remember was there was this sort of like puja thing that I had to go for and I picked out this really cute dress I was like 11 or something and mm-hmm. like my parents were fine with it and all but then I got to like this place um that you know the puja was at like whatever family friend's house and then their mom was like oh why is she wearing this dress it's sleeveless this is a puja like she should have dressed more conservative like why is Jesus. she showing so much skin and she told this to my mom and my mom like obviously you know like corrected her and she was not happy at all and i'm so glad that my mom stood up for me but the fact that this auntie would like say this to me at 11 like why are you sexualizing my fucking arms at 11 like what else is that to show yeah dude i genuinely uh, can't believe that happened Yeah. Also first off, you showed up to her puja. You ha- you didn't have to. Exactly. You graced it with your presence <laughs> and then she has the audacity to like judge you, auntie. But there's so many times like this has happened even with like people from like girls our age at school. Like, yeah. Um I ended up going to a different school like in the ninth grade. Yeah. I remember the principal would like send girls home if their outfits were just like inappropriate like shorts and stuff. Real what okay what is inappropriate according to shorts, them? Shorts. Really it was mostly shorts and girls that wore like low cut tops got warnings. Mm, sorry yeah. your knees offended them Zara. <laughs> I remember there was like a point where I just like gave up wearing shorts altogether because I would just get warnings and I'd be like oh f this. And now I lowkey still have PTSD when it comes to shorts because of that dress code in Bombay. Yeah, I sort of feel that I've like also noticed myself dressing more conservative than I used to when I was like mm-hmm. in the 11th and 12th and purely like out of choice, like I feel more comfortable when like I'm covered up. 
in something that's not too fitting but like yeah. that never used to be me you know i'd be like i have it flaunted and sometimes i'm in that mood but that's only when i'm in a very comfortable environment when i know like if a guy is looking at me i won't get uncomfortable yeah like or like if you go to a party and it's like so small that you would be able to name every person there yeah yeah and i know yeah. like these people are safe yeah like they're your people yeah yeah or you know that you know the girls are going to wear equally as like outrageous outfits yeah. as you like just sometimes you just got to hold it up bro like <laughs> i miss hoing it up more often not gonna lie dude i feel like we're aging out of the hoing it up category maybe i hope not though i think we are i i see myself the way i dress now yeah but like i still hope not i <sighs> do i genuinely feel like we are like i was shopping with my friend the other day and she was like oh i can't buy this anymore i'm no longer like a kid and i was like oh she's <laughs> <laughs> and you know i completely i feel like that's okay i know that there's so many girls that get so like aggressive they be like where whatever the hell you want like why are you saying that but i'm like this is this is what i want like i don't get me wrong like i like dressing the way i dress now you know no one's forcing me to i'm more comfortable in this and it's just it's that whole thing i feel like i have the fashion sense of a 12 year old boy <laughs> genuinely <laughs> and i'm most comfortable when i'm wearing like lululemon leggings and a very over sized ricken morty obnoxiously loud <laughs> dye dye t-shirt um but yeah no but then i have to like dress like more conservatively now and wear like jeans and a cute top and stuff like that but oh mm. yeah wait have you seen that instagram reels where um the hooker like, one yeah. yeah i have three looks <laughs> And that's it. 12-year-old boy, homeless man and hooker and that's it. And I'm like, "Oh yeah. my god." Kind yeah. True. That's literally it. <laughs> yeah. But where were we? What was the point of this episode? Um, yeah, we were trying to dissect I'd rather lose them than me. Yeah. yeah. So as um, you guys can tell, <laughs> I clearly have a lot going on I in our minds. Guess. But yes. okay, let's like steer back to topic. Um sure. How about we give like a top 5 tips on how to actually like implement this? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um what's your first tip? Okay, I think establishing a strong foundation when you're like single and by single I mean like free from like the toxic shit that you were losing yourself in. I think it's mm-hmm. an amazing time to learn like I'm single as fuck right now for the first time in my life. Genuinely, genuinely first time. Like Dude, no boy. like I can't remember when I wasn't. So I'm like <laughs> wow, I just needed this like break, you know. Yeah. Um and yeah, that foundation is building, which is great. That's a very good point. Like just being single and actually like learning to enjoy everything and enjoying yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Ashna, you've still not watched Jigsaw, have you? No, I will. I will. I've literally had zero time to. Okay, you better watch it and then the next episode will be Jigsaw cuz it's like Daniel Sloss gives such a good message about how to be single. And like I feel like you everything oh. you see is just Am I ready though? No, you are ready. Just it's so funny. You should watch it. Okay, okay next right. episode we're going to dissect the learnings of Jigsaw and we're actually going to do that and that's literally like an episode topic. <laughs> you don't have to think of anything just dissecting Jigsaw. Okay. Um my next tip would be 
uh, unlearn all the toxic shit that you saw in romance movies. Because genuinely, if you think about a lot of the movies that you and I saw, it basically is a girl who's kind of nerdy and weird. And then she changes basically everything about herself and she gets the guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically the formula of our childhood movies. Basically. Like, and all of us have been like Loki waiting for that glow up. But like, Dude, where? Exactly. <laughs> Like, from every movie, like, Ariel in The Little Mermaid gave up her voice. What a metaphor. (laughs) She gave up her voice to be in a relationship with this man. And I'm like, it's fine. Like, dude, also, that was like a study done on Disney movies. And it was like, oh, the female protagonists tend to speak, like, 20% of the time. And then the males Mm -hmm. spoke, like, the other 80% of the time. And I'm like, okay, so if, you know, if you're a Disney princess, just look good and shut up. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I was kind of horrified by that. And I was just like, this is the kind of shit that, like, girls are watching, like, Oh. Yeah, but I'm so glad that the younger girls have like tangled and brave and Moana. Yeah. Thank I don't God. like them as much as the OGs, not gonna lie. Bro, that says a lot about <laughs> you and our generation. No, I think it has more to do with nostalgia. Like, it's just like, you know, I was raised on that. It's never gonna be able to like compete. Like, that's how impactful Disney movies are. We need to do a Disney episode. Yeah. The Why have we are not, really getting to me? Like, yeah, let's do a Disney episode as well. Yes, okay. Discuss this then. Next week, Daniel Sloss and Disney. <laughs> wow, what a combination, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, just like unlearn mm. the toxic habits that movies have taught you as a woman. Okay, continue. <laughs> um, I'd say have like your own life and hold on to it. Like, yes. don't... Like, I've already started noticing girls, like, being like, yeah, but in five years when I'm married, I won't be working this nine to five and I'll start something small of my own. Like, babe, you studied so hard. Like, stop doing this shit already. Like, have your own life. Don't change it for any man. And it's so basic and we know this, but we still, like, don't listen. And even, like, still have your own friends, have your own group. Like, don't merge it with like a guy or like a toxic friend basically yeah have your own life well that brings me to my next point if your Mm -hmm. friends have some really big red flags at the start or like don't like him yeah maybe you know try and see (laughs) if it was just a bad like day and try and see if that they get along in other situations but if they genuinely like just don't get along with him then sweetie he's gotta go Little footnote here, listen to our episode on toxic friends and toxic relationships. Yes, we are toxicity experts. Honestly. We are radioactive at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, my next one would be communicate openly. Like always talk about how you feel. Don't brush it under the carpet. If something isn't working for you say it even if you know Mm -hmm. that the other person won't like it or it'll start to fight like that's the point like try and see if you can fight it out in a healthy way yes like don't bottle it up honestly dude like that's literally what a relationship is it's just friendship where you can talk but like with benefits (laughs) (laughs) we're all here for the benefits yeah, oh, I have to enroll in benefits for work, like healthcare. It's wild that healthcare is considered a benefit <laughs> in this country. <laughs> well, to be fair, oh. if you're not like paying an exorbitant amount for like not dying, 
like you could get off on that shit like that's that's pretty good like obama actually did this thing where like if you're a kid you can stay on your parents healthcare plan till you're 27 mm-hmm. and i'm like that's correct obama 27 year olds are kids <laughs> but uh basically my dad's company since his international offers like global healthcare so i'm trying to decide if i should like pay like you know a certain amount every month from my paycheck which adds up to a couple of thousand a a year Mm. or just like try and figure out my dad's healthcare plan and just stay on that and like not do it I don't know I have to figure the stuff out so many adult decisions so sad well I'm here for it but yeah in the UK I just really enjoyed like the NHS yeah like that is as close to like a utopian healthcare system as there is but yeah any other tips that you have no but i do have a meeting soon so let's wrap this stuff up cool cool but yeah i think we sort of covered it all like the solutions to like all of this and i feel like we know the solutions yeah. but like acting on it and like sticking to it is the main thing that we have to achieve now absolutely like it was a weird route discussing this issue and getting to the solutions but we got there so yeah to all of you that like listen to like the two people that decide to stay till the end thank you for (laughs) listening and we hope you have a lovely two weeks and we'll see you soon and this time ashna promises that we will be like discussing the philosophies of jigsaw and disney films cool sounds good bye guys bye Thank you.